Well, hello everybody and thank you for joining me for another podcast episode on Wait That's Not All. I am your host, Leslie Bryan, and I am here to testify, this this is why I do my podcast, that I am completely um, set free and healed and delivered from an eating disorder. I completely overcame that in my life and I want to give you hope that you can do the same thing, that, that that same hope that is found in Jesus Christ and in the Word and truth can set you free as well. So these podcasts I just want to liken to uh, breadcrumbs, um, dropping some breadcrumbs for you, nuggets of truth, nuggets of hope, and hopefully nuggets of healing for your journey along the way. And I just want to say a little plug that I I recently published a book called Wait, That's Not All. So this podcast is, uh, was developed as a continuation of that book as well. Um, so this episode is all about the voice. It's entitled giving a voice to your struggles with food and or weight and or eating disorder, giving that a voice. Um, I've, noticed and I I know that there are um medical websites out there there's particular um national eating disorder association websites that that give these statistics that that eating disorders are um or struggles with food are are developed now this isn't a hard fast rule but the 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 majority of them are developed um, as early as 12 years old and to 24 years old. So they kind of give the theory of if someone's going to develop an eating disorder, it's going to kind of be in this time frame. Again, that's not a black and white, but they're just saying this is where that happens, usually in a person's life. So what, and I know that that's when it happened for me. So what I was thinking about um, was when, when do you... Or when does a person get their voice? Meaning they go from basically childhood and, and preteen to like teenager and young, young adult. Well, that's about the time. So I, I think about someone growing up, their parent dresses them, their parent decides what they're going to eat, their parent decides what sports they're in, you know, kind of all that, which could be, you know, collaboration and a group effort there. But do, do you remember when you started dressing yourself and picking out your own clothes for high school? Um, I do. And, and I just, I was like, this is my style. This is what fits me. This is, and you just kind of follow into it. And, and then do you remember maybe driving to, um, in high school for lunch, we could drive off campus. So I remember just going through the drive through of, whatever I was truly hungry for. Now, this was before I had developed an eating disorder, but I got to pick what I wanted and it was just what fit me. So there comes a point in a person's life in, in these years where they use their voice they, by, by their choices. And I chose what to wear. I chose what to eat, what, what I wanted to eat. But Sometimes this voice is squashed and this voice isn't developed. And that was, that's what I want to get into. So here's kind of an analogy I want to use um, with a parent and a child. <laughs> okay, so 
Have you either, if you are a parent, you can relate. Maybe if you're an older sibling, you can relate or a babysitter. Or if you've ever gone out to eat or gone to the mall or, you know, a a, a store of any sort, I'm sure you've seen this scenario play out to where there's probably a child um, from one to two years old and they're just kind of learning some words and maybe, you know, point to what they they want and then try to like communicate the best they can of I have this need can you please help me get this need because they they can't help themselves that much yet so they can't formulate their words and they start to get really frustrated because say the the mother is like they're just learning this this whole new baby language and the mother hasn't caught on to it yet Uh, maybe it's like first time mom Um, and she's like, okay, I think I kind of know what you're saying. I think I kind of know what you want, but if it's not caught in time, this, this baby can start to have a meltdown and get so frustrated and, and just be beside himself. So then you see the falling on the floor, the kicking and the screaming, the, no, that's not what I want. I didn't want the blue cup. I didn't want the red cup. I didn't want the orange cup. I, I wanted to, I wanted the purple cup you know, lady, don't you understand? And he says it, this baby says it in their jibber jabber way. And it's like, ah, you know, finally, you know, the baby gets what it wants or this, this little, you know, pre-toddler gets what it wants. And it's like, okay, all is well. Well, um, this, here's what I want you to realize that today is that whether it's food controlling behaviors, eating disorder behaviors, or just struggles in this area in general, food weight, no matter how broad or narrow, they are actually like the voice of that child, which has an extremely limited vocabulary, but is trying its best to communicate things. So um, that's what I want you to realize is this struggle could be now again there's people who simply have just learned um learned behaviors with food that are not healthy or maybe it's a cultural thing so not everything has to be you know digging way back so I I always want to give that disclaimer of I know there's always exceptions to the rules but I want to help the crowd of people out today and and to ask yourself is could it be something else? Could this struggle actually be a voice and trying to communicate something with me? So set aside guilt, shame, condemnation, set aside all that with this struggle and let's just focus on, hey, let's let's give this thing a voice and let's see what it's trying to tell us here. So I want to read you a scripture from the Psalms that Uh, point you to this very dilemma and then I want to give you God's solution so in Psalms uh, 8 26 it says in the same way the spirit meaning the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans some versions say the spirit helps us in our infirmities which infirmities um usually means maybe a mental weakness, lacking of strength, being infirm or an ailment. So it's, you know, maybe some kind of sickness there. 
Okay, did you capture the help of God that's in that scripture? So kind of imagine this, that the the Holy Spirit, now this is just imagery for you to kind of see it jump off the pages and kind of play out in real life. So it's just like, see the Holy Spirit like that mother that was listening to the cry and the groan of that child when they wanted that purple cup <laughs> in, in that area. And it's, it's making intercession. So basically the, the Holy Spirit and what intercession means is it's interpreting and speaking on the child's behalf for them with groanings, which can't be uttered. So the, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings. The Holy Spirit knows what's behind the groan of the struggle with food or the eating disorder or the controlling food behaviors. The Holy Spirit knows what's behind that. And guess what? Here's the good news. He can interpret it for you. That's why you've got to have the Holy Spirit in this whole process. And I point back to, um, this cha- the chapter of my book that's going to walk you through this is the healing open wounds where you get before the Lord and you you allow him um, the Holy Spirit to, to bring up these wounds and to give them a voice so that voice can be acknowledged there's validation in it he will always validate your voice he's never going to squash you and say oh that's that's not important you know you shouldn't have you shouldn't have got been out of shape over that you need to move on never will he do that to you. So he wants to sit with you and hear, hear these things. And then obviously give you the truth that will set you free. So here, have you play out this scenario in your head? Have you ever witnessed a mother and a child in the same room? And I'm thinking of my third child. By by the time I had my third child, I became a complete pro at interpreting baby gibberish so good. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just trying to make you laugh, but so good (laughs) that I could even interpret other babies gibberish (laughs) for their moms. Like, (laughs) oh, I think he's saying this. I think, and sure enough, because it's like you get so good at, you know, by the time you have your third child or more, it's like, Oh, I, you know, you, you learn the body language, you kind of learn the groans and you, you're like, Oh, this is exactly what he wants. He wants that candy right there. Um, so have you ever been in the same room and, um, with the mom and the baby and the, the child is babbling away to which the mother is miraculously interpreting everything the child is saying. No one else has the slightest clue as to what the child is saying, but the mother, oh boy, she is on point in knowing what that child's needs is and what the child is asking for. So here is the good news in the gospel. And here's the good news um, that I want to bring to this struggle in your life. And that is, know that the struggle is trying to communicate something to you and know that the Holy Spirit can understand and interpret it. I know, I just said that and I just wanted to reiterate it. A natural result will be that of John eight thirty two. Where Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So as you are continuing with Christ in this journey, when you sit with him, he's going to tell you the truth uh, behind your, that voice. That's like, 
okay, this eating disorder is hurting my life. What is it trying to communicate? And he will tell you the truth about it. And that truth is going to help set you free or will not help. It, it will help, but it will definitely set you free. Um, and this is where I also want to give a, a kind of a testimony to when I, and I, so I've told you before that when I was walking this out, it wasn't like, and one day I woke up and, and man, I was on point with my eating and never struggled again. And it was a gradual progression for me, which eventually one day it was like done finale, you know, finished. But in, in that progression of walking it out, uh, God gave me uh, two wonderful, wonderful, wonderful best friends now, but they were mentors kind of at the time. And then our relationship just developed into, um, they're, they're just my confidants, um, right now and, uh, hopefully forever. But, um, one of them, when I was walking it out and, and a little bit on the tail end of really breaking free from it once and for all. I, I would say, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I struggle today. I, I purge today. I'm so upset at myself. I'm so, why? Like, I know the truth. I know better. Why? So there were several times that I would, you know, go to her and confess, you know, first John one, nine, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. I was to that point where I just couldn't stand it. I, it, I could never keep it in the dark. I always had to quickly get it to the light because I, I wanted healing. I wanted to get as far away from it as I could and move on. But I would, I would take it to her and I would, I would, and she never, you know, condemned me or shamed me or anything. And one of the things that I'll never forget, there was this significant turning point to where it's like I had, I had something stressed me out and I had turned to that, um, and that behavior and I, and I, and I, afterward, I was so hard on myself, like, Oh, you know, better you, you, you know, better you, why did you do that? Like, you're never going to get it. You're always going to struggle with this issue, you know, just beating myself up. And so I remember calling her and she's like, I mean, this set me free. She's like, Leslie, I, I don't think God cares so much about your behavior as he does your heart. Like the behavior is going to fix itself on its own. Like you're, you're going to walk out of this completely free one day. Don't worry about that. What he is trying to get at something in your heart and he cares more about your heart than he does this, you know, basically behavior modification, this performance, this getting it perfect. Cause to me, Never binging or purging again meant I was free. And that's not the truth. It's the side effect and it's a result. But he wanted me to get the freedom in my heart first. And then that behavior would be, you know, walking free of it would be on the backside of that. And so I, it was like I had permission. Basically, it's like, I had permis permission to chill out about my behavior in that, which yes, it was like, I know I was, it was, you know, it was sin, like, you know, call it what it is, but it was just so like, don't be so sin focused, which it's like, I don't give, you know, it's like, don't just freely sin, like 
because it's okay. You know, not, I'm not saying a cheap grapes message, but it's like, stop making that like the issue of quote unquote sin bigger than, you know, healing truth and freedom in your heart. So, um, that completely set me free. So, but I had to, I had to have like this permission to stop and what is this voice trying to communicate? And it's okay if I struggle in the process of getting this voice to come up to the top and say what it's got to say. Get the, and, and it was lies, right? I, I had to just, it was lies I was believing. It was um, shame. It, it was covering up shame. So that voice wound up, um, it, there, there, it was suppressed anger. It was unforgiveness. It was shame. It was um, uh, per, some performance, perfectionism, having to deal with perfectionism. I mean, so that's what it, it that's what the eating disorder was covering up in, in my life. So, you know, you, as you get with the Lord, he'll expose, like, this is what's in that voice, that the voice is trying to communicate those things. Okay. So for years, I kept trying to hush that crying child up inside of me with diets or food behavior modification programs. What that child need needed was not a pacifier or hushing up because there, but but it needed healing because that's, that's where I get frustrated with, with diets, which there's, there's nothing wrong in and of themselves of diets. But if there is a wound or a hurt that the diet is never going to let you get healed from, then that's where I want to say no. And I want to be your advocate and say, that diet is not going to heal your heart. Like it's a pacifier if that's the sole use for it. Now I know there's a time and a place, medical reasons, health reasons, you you know, people need particular diets and such. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm just talking about when I would go on diets to get some kind of control on my bizarre <laughs> be eating behaviors. Um, that, that could never heal my shame. Never. It could never heal rejection. It could never heal abandonment. None of that stuff. It couldn't heal it. I was hurting and wounded in some areas of my life. And until those hurts got healed, I couldn't stop making a fuss. So with those behaviors, it's like, is it making a fuss in your life? Then I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm glad there's a fuss because not that I'm, not that I'm glad you're hurting or in pain, but I'm, let me rephrase that. I'm glad to help make you aware that there's a fuss because then I want to give you a hope that someone can interpret that fussing like that crying child and then give you the truth and the healing behind it. So Please excuse that. I'm glad. I'm glad there's a fuss. I'm never glad that someone's hurting. That I'm not saying that, but I hope you get what I'm saying. Where you're, you're fighting. You're you're fighting. You're. It's like you're trying to survive. You're trying to fight. You're trying to, you know, yeah, get these words out, but they're just coming out in a way that may be hurting you. So 
let's find a way in Christ that can be one a path of healing and hope. Okay. Another scripture I want to give you is from Psalm 18:6. And it says, "In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears." So I want to encourage you to really let this message sink in when you're going through your own the healing open wounds chapter in my book when you are struggling know that your struggle is trying to voice something to you give it the space it needs sit with the lord and invite the holy spirit into that space so get that scripture and post it on your mirror in your car psalm 18:6 in my distress i cried out to the lord that's what you're doing now if this is a heavy eating disorder um i cried out to my god for help okay from his temple he heard my voice he is hearing your voice. My cry came before him and into his ears. There's scripture that says like, his ears are not deaf. He doesn't turn his ear away from us and his arm is not short. His arm is not too short to reach down and get you wherever you are. No matter how deep of a pit you think you're in, his arm is not too short. I can testify to that. So some good questions, and I want to leave you with this, and I'll close this podcast. Good question to to ask yourself while you're in that space is, is there a lie or an ungodly belief that needs to be exposed or plucked out here? Often, there is also a hurtful emotion that attaches to this belief or ungodly belief or lie and expresses itself through it. Another question is, Is there a hurtful event that I experienced in my life that's directly linked to this struggle trying to voice itself? And then thirdly, ask the Holy Spirit to give you words or language to voice that you're feeling or or of what you're feeling and ask him to reveal why you're feeling that way. And once he shows you, you can deeply pour your heart out to him. Understand yourself a little more and get the healing you need to grow past the place you're in and into a new space. Remember, this is the beauty of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is called the interpreter for a reason. He can interpret your pains and your groans and you apply his truth to them once brought into the light and he will heal you and set you free. Praise God. That's shouting ground. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for letting me speak into your life. Again, I always give a disclaimer that this is, this does not take um, the place of a medical professional, a therapist, a counselor. This is strictly ministry based. So know that. And um, please be sure to um, like and follow my episodes so that you will be notified when new ones come out. And please be sure to share these with anybody you may think that they'd minister to or that uh, would benefit from them. So I pray in Jesus' name that you begin to find your voice, that the Holy Spirit can help interpret what is behind some of these behaviors and struggles, and that you can find words and language and ways to express it in a positive, healthy, productive way, you, you can do it. I believe in you. 
If God can heal and set me free, Lord Jesus, I know he can heal and set anybody free. I'm pulling for you. I am rooting for you. You got this. One day you will wake up and you will say, thank you, God, for getting me out of that. I am healed. I am set free. I am no longer a slave to that. You have a big, beautiful life set before you. And I want you to answer and run in and walk in the calling and the destiny and the vision and the purpose that God has for you because he has got something great and mighty for you to do on this earth. You were born on purpose for a purpose and for kingdom purpose. And I cannot wait to see what he does in your life because it's going to be amazing. Okay. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye.